Blessed is the man who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But the man who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night, he is like a tree planted by streams of water yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Well, good morning, Oakwood, and welcome to uh, the first week of a new series where We've started called Rooted, and uh, Rooted is actually going to uh, take us through the month of October. So uh, excited that you're here this morning, and uh, just just excited to see what God's going to do and speak to us, how He's going to work in our lives in the next month. Uh, before we get started with it today, though, I just want to say again, thank you to all of the volunteers that helped make the, the uh, 40th anniversary uh, so awesome last week. I know I mentioned a bunch of people by name last week, and it just really was a team effort. There was no way that that staff or, or anybody could pull it off. It really just took um, everybody just coming together. It was a great time. I got several emails this week just complimenting on the church. Several people have great memories of the past, but they're also looking forward to a bright future here at Oakwood. And so just wanted to pass along to you. Thank you for being uh, gracious, and thank you for being hosts and hostesses to all those guests that came back. It really uh, does make a difference. And uh, that hometown series, I pray that's something that we'll just live out. We'll just continue to live it out in our lives, uh, to love where we live, and, and to be able to uh, just uh, live the difference that God has made in our lives, and let, let, let the general public know about that. Let the people at work, the people that you see on the street uh, know about that. And a great sermon by Tim Harlow last week. If you weren't here for some reason and you missed that, I invite you to catch that online. Just a, a great challenge from Tim, really for the next 40 years, um, just, to, just to have that evangelistic heart. Uh, toward the, those that are far from God. And so we invite you to, to uh, check that out online. Uh, coming up in about a month on November the 4th, uh, we're going to kind of continue in this idea of the celebration of 40 years of Oakwood. Um, a man by the name of Dave Reagan is going to preach that day. Uh, Dave is one of the foremost uh, speakers on prophecy and end times uh, uh, pr prophetic literature. Uh, he does conferences everywhere. Uh, he actually wanted to come last week. I wasn't able to work it into his schedule because of his speaking engagements that were already scheduled, but he is going to be with us November 4th in both services, and we just invite you to, to make that a big day here at Oakland, invite some people. He's going to be talking about the end of the world and, and, the, and the role that America plays in that and what we can learn from the scriptures about that and why we should have uh, great joy and great peace about the end of the world when it comes. And so Dave Reagan, November 4th, just make sure you're here for that. It's going to be a, a great, great time to celebrate God's work together. Now, a little bit about Dave, just so you know, his connection to Oakwood. When he got the call to go into his ministry that he's been doing, he was actually attending church here at Oakwood when he received that call to go into ministry and to do this end times uh, prophetic ministry. So, uh, great story there. We'll, we'll hear more about that uh, when he comes and as it gets closer to time. You know, it's, we're, we're beginning today and we're talking rooted. Talking about, you know, how are we growing and, and like what are we putting our faith in? What is our foundation? And if we're thinking of ourselves as plants or as trees, it's like where are we putting out our roots? 
We could say in another way, we, we could say, what about the foundation that you're building your life on? Maybe that would be another visual for us, is, is what foundation are you building your spiritual life on, your spiritual house? And, and then if tragedy comes, like, like if the winds would come and the rains would come and the floods would come and things would happen in your life, tough times would come, would you be able to stand in your faith in Christ Jesus? Would you make it through it unscathed? Because where you're rooted determines life and death, especially when the drought and the heat and the winds come. You think of that in terms of vegetation, you can also think of that in terms of our human hearts, because those tough seasons will come. I like to think of it this way, either someone is just coming out of a tough season, they're about to go in one, or there's probably many of you this morning that are right in the middle of something going on in your life right now. And when those tough times come, and they will come, I mean, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. In this sin-fallen world, you are going to have problems and issues in life. But he also said, hey, take heart. Because if you're rooted in me, I've overcome the world. Where's our foundation? Where are our roots? Because when life happens, only the rooted stand. When life happens, only the rooted stand. A little bit about me, I've gotten into growing and landscaping, that kind of stuff. Uh, this year we planted a four foot by three foot raised garden. I put about 10 plants in there, like some watermelon and some cantaloupe. And if you've ever grown that, you should be laughing to yourself because they can get like 25 feet long in a four by three foot spot with uh, green peppers and red peppers. And I mean, yeah, it was hilarious. So uh, it did grow though. We did, we did grow uh, vegetation, plants, and vegetables, and it was kind of exciting for, for me and the girls to, to be able to do that. But I've, I've done some landscaping, and when we moved into the house where I'm at now, um, there's this place in the driveway that's just kind of like this little planter box. And in that planter box was something called a crepe myrtle. Does everybody in here know what a crepe myrtle is? You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are already laughing because you know what a crepe myrtle is. Uh, crepe myrtle is called a flowering bush. I would probably challenge that and call it a flowering tree. Okay, because the one I had at my house, I mean, it had, you know, some branches like this, and there was like 20 of them coming out of this base. And uh, what we decided is it wasn't a great placement for us because it always fell in the driveway, so it was always, you know, in the garage and tracked everywhere. That is a great flowering shrub or flowering tree for the yard, but not for the driveway. And so uh, we decided after living there for a couple of years and, and, you know, just cleaning up the mess all the time that we needed to, to get rid of this monstrosity. And so I went to dig out the roots and everything, and it was more like a tree than a bush. And, and so I actually called Seibel over in his pickup truck, and this is before he you know, did like chainsaws and hurt himself all the time. It was pre, yeah, pre his clumsiness phase that he's in. No, uh, but he brought his little uh, pickup truck over and spun the tires a few times. And we pulled this thing out, popped the roots out, pulled this big thing out and cut off all the branches. And, 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 he, and he hauled it away for me to the dump, which was, which was great. And what I did after that is I dug about 18 inches deep in that whole little, uh, you know, area and, and just pulled roots, just cut roots, pulled roots. I tried to get everything I could out of there. Now, it has been three years and this summer, I've had seven sprouts of crepe myrtle come up. Like right in the middle of my new landscaping, right in the middle of my coral drift roses, there's these sprouts of crepe myrtles that come up. And I'm like, what in the world? And somewhere down, way down, there's some roots that are keep sending up shoots all over this bed. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those things that you just keep pulling them, you just keep spraying them, you just keep doing what you, what you do. But that thing is so hardy. And why is it so hardy? do a little study on it. It's because of the root system. 
is so extensive. Those, those plants are so hardy. I mean, I really think you probably can't kill it unless you gas it. You put some diesel on it, you might kill that thing, but I'm not sure anything else will do it. But it's because of the roots. And how much stronger, you know, we're talking about plants, but how much stronger should we as humans be in the Lord that we would have that kind of resistance, that we'd have that kind of comeback in our lives? I want to share a passage with you where Jesus kind of gives us a different type of illustration. He talks about building our houses on a good, good foundation. It's found at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 24-27, says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against this house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I like the way it says it there at the end. Great was the fall of it. I think... And so many people find themselves rooted and with their foundation in something other than Jesus Christ. Hoping in something in this world. Hoping in something in their own life. Trying to run their lives with some type of self-sufficiency without the foundation being laid in Jesus Christ. And if your life is based on anything else, then it is based on sand. We're rooted in the world and not in the heavenly kingdom. And when the harsh weather comes and the hard times come for a visit... They will fall. And maybe you've seen that. And you'd stand back and try not to be a part of the shrapnel that's coming out of it and say, oh, what a great fall it was. Why? Because they were not rooted. How many of you have been to Taco Bell and eaten it through the drive-thru? Any Taco Bell people? Good. Okay, so we've got some good honest people here. Taco Bell has this tree. Have you noticed it? That's in the drive-thru? Everybody just said yes. Yeah, because it's like this. Okay? Its roots are keeping it alive. But it wasn't planted quite right. And it's got this, it is literally at a, at a really severe angle. Um, and every time I drive by that, I, I think about this whole growth thing. It's like, I want to be rooted in Christ, and I want to be rooted strong, and I want to stand firm and stand tall, and I don't want to let the winds or the waves or any other condition blow me over or sway me uh, one way or another. I want to stand firm on the rock of Christ Jesus, and that is how I choose to build my life. And that's how we all need to build our lives. If you call yourself a Christian or a Christ follower, you have to be rooted in Christ Jesus. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, it says this, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. We have to pay attention to what we're building our lives on because everyone is rooted somewhere. Our main passage for this series and for today is Jeremiah 17. I want to invite you to turn to that in your Bible. If you're in the app, you can just follow along there. If you don't have a Bible, grab that one that's right there in front of you and turn it to page 645, and then you'll be right there at Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah is in the Old Testament. If you find the book of Isaiah, somewhere in the middle there, you'll find the book of Jeremiah chapter 17 beginning with verse 7. Now, when I originally had planned this message and stuff, I'd really, I'd even sent this to our, uh, to our staff that do the slides and the Bible app. I really was focusing on one verse, verse 8. 
Uh, Jeremiah 17, 8. But I backed it up to 7 because I think 7 says so well, and it kind of gives us this foundation and this base for everything else that verse 8 is established upon. So uh, Jeremiah 17, verse 7 says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Now, anytime you read something like that in Scripture where you hear it twice, that's there for emphasis' sake. That means the person that's writing down this word from the Lord wants to make sure that you get it, so they're going to repeat it. Parents, you should be able to relate to this, and maybe some of you kids could relate to this. When mom and dad say it twice, it means more, right? It's like, take out the trash, and I mean it. Take out the trash. Make your bed, I mean it. Make your bed. It's almost like that's what the writer's saying here is blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Look at, look at how the wording just slightly changes with the repetition there. Whose trust is in the Lord, and then the second part says, hey, whose trust is the Lord? God is the essence of our trust in our life because we are going to be founded only on him. Blessed is that man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water. This sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. It doesn't cease to bear fruit. Why? Because it's rooted. It's rooted. It's got a foundation. It's got a good base. It's getting its nourishment. It's getting the moisture that it needs from being rooted. And we have to be rooted in Christ Jesus. And many trees, and it doesn't matter if they're all in the same area, in the same forest, or in the same acreage, or you know, the same region. Many trees face the same challenges. They're going to face wind, really windy conditions. They're going to face a time of heat where it's 110 degrees for 42 days. It's gonna, they're going to face a season of drought where it doesn't, they don't get much rain for a long time. And they can produce far different results right there in the same grove. You can have trees that make it and flourish and trees that don't. If you want to see the difference between the two, look below the ground. Look at the roots. How established is that tree? And so it is with people. When the wind comes and the situations and circumstances of life come, and we all face similar life challenges, but sometimes family to family, person to person, we have far different results. Why? It's because of how we're rooted. It's not what's on the surface. It's what's deep down inside our hearts. You see, the explanation for the different results is found in where the heart turns to when those situations and challenges come in life. Those who turn to a man-made solution might survive, but their lives are unstable and their spirits run dry. In James chapter 1, verses 2-8, through 8, it says this. It says, Count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Other translations uh, say it produces perseverance. So this idea of persevering and steadfastness, now it says, and let that perseverance or let that steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In other words, when those tough times come, when the drought comes, when the scorching heat comes, when you're in the season of drought with no rain, and when the winds come and the storms come and start beating you up in life, have perseverance, have steadfastness so that you'll be complete. I mean, it's almost like God's saying this is a part of your spiritual walk and your spiritual journey, is that you're not going to have this easy little life here in this sin-fallen world. There are going to be conditions that push you to the limits, and that's what's going to grow you deep in your faith. That's what's going to make your roots go even further 
into Christ Jesus. And then it goes on and it says that you won't be lacking in anything. And this says, if you, any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. We almost get a little harsh there at the end, don't we? Unstable. Who likes to be called unstable? Right? That's a, that's a really negative term nowadays. It's like, man, I was talking to her, man. She is unstable. <laughs> don't, don't talk to her. Don't talk to her anymore. That guy, you know, ever since that happened, you know, he lost his job and everything. He is really unstable right now. That is a very negative term, doesn't it? Very negative term. And, and, and yet here in the scripture, the way that it's used, it's talking about just before that you're like a wave on the sea. You say you have faith in God, but when the hard times come, you're going to turn to yourself. You're going to turn to something in this world. You're not going to turn to Jesus Christ. And so it's one of those times in life where, where those hard things come into your life, and the storms come, and the wind, and, and you're really kind of feeling desperate. I'm not saying it's fun. I'm not saying there won't be pain. I'm not saying there won't be even some tears. Maybe not even just, just a minute or a second of doubt. But he says, hey, when you ask in faith of God, do not doubt. Have faith in in him have faith that God is who he says he is that he'll do all that he has promised to do in Christ Jesus don't be like a wave on the sea that's just tossed back and forth be rooted in Christ Jesus but those who turn to the Lord in their time of need can flourish not just survive they can actually thrive when you have the Word of God in your heart, when you have the faith in God in your heart, even the most difficult of circumstances, you can get through those. The Bible says for the believer, not that God will remove all hardship from your life. But the Bible does promise to the believer, to those rooted in Christ, that you will not do it alone. That He will always be with you and He will get you through it. You see, those who are rooted in Christ, they understand that life comes from the Lord. And they root themselves deep in Him and sustain and enrich their lives, whatever the circumstances, because of their faith in God. So what can we learn from this passage about being rooted in God, being rooted in God together? The first thing we need to learn is this, that we are rooted in faith and not unbelief. We are rooted in faith and not unbelief. And we, we need to be rooted in a kind of faith that I call a second nature type of faith. We need to have a second nature type of faith. Let me explain what I mean by that. When you all came in this morning, I'm just wondering, show of hands here, being honest, how many of you checked the pews before you sat down to make sure all the screws and the bolts were there, make sure it was bolted to the floor, that wasn't going to move? Anybody? No. All of you in faith came in and sat down, and you reasonably put your faith in a pew that it would hold up, that it wouldn't collapse under you, that you wouldn't sit down on it, but boom, right to the floor, and nothing bad was going to happen to you, that you wouldn't get injured. You put your faith in a pew this morning. It was second nature. You didn't even think about it, did you? You didn't come in and go, man, I hope this thing's sturdy because I just don't know. And I'm looking down, I've got 13 people on this side, three on this. I mean, I'm not sure about this. You know, is this thing going to let? None of you thought that this morning. You came in and you put your faith in, in, in you know, some material and some wood. And we can simplify it even more. You, know? you guys have faith that when you put your hand on a doorknob and turn it, that the door is going to open. You had faith this morning that when you got in your vehicle or maybe got on your bicycle or however you came to church, that that, that vehicle was going to get you from point A to point B. 
And that was reasonable. That was just a second nature type of faith. It's like I didn't think about it. I didn't have to pray about it. I was like, I just got in and it went. This second nature type of faith is the type of faith we should have in God. If we can have faith in these little things, we ought to have faith in the big things, especially in the big and mighty and the powerful and the awesome God. Because our God is awesome. There is nothing that he can't do. Our God will take care of you. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and he'll provide for your every need. Our God will protect you. He speaks to the wind and waves, and, he, and they call him back as master. Our God forgives your sins. The Bible says that he removes them as far as the east is from the west. He blots them out and he remembers them no more. And if you find that your life is being beat up and you find yourself entangled in sin, maybe it has left you broken or bruised or you find that your life is in pieces, you should know that God puts those pieces back together. His forgiveness heals open wounds and and mends broken hearts. And if you let him, he will set you free from your life of sin and he will lead you into a a life of peace and of holiness. Now, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to put our faith in the Lord. We're going to put our faith in the Lord and not unbelief. And that's where we're going to be rooted and that's where we're going to be found faithful. The second thing is that we are rooted in courage and not fear. We're to be a people of courage and not fear. If you're rooted in Christ Jesus, you can look anything in the face and have courage and be strong. In Psalm chapter 27, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Reminded me, when I played basketball at Dallas Christian College, and I had played basketball there for three years, we had a guy on our team that, that I loved that he was on our team because uh, he was bigger than everyone else. His name was Steve Huffman. They called him Stuff, okay? And you call Steve whatever Steve told you to call him, okay? Steve was about 6'5 or 6'6, six, six, and he was on the inner city, the urban ministry team at DCC, and so he kind of had an inner city look to him. He had long, stringy hair, and, and when he wasn't on the court, he wore an earring, and he was a tough guy, you know, he had you know, big, big muscles, and always wear shirts, you know, with his sleeves cut off, just so you could see the size of his arms, and, you know, and it was fun to go warm up for a basketball game with stuff, with Steve Huffman there, because Steve was one of those guys, you know, and I'm not a small guy, but, but Steve was bigger than me. Steve standing beside me made me look small, made me feel really safe. And it was really good to have Steve on your team, and you, everybody would want Steve on their team. When they come out of the basketball court warm-ups, the way that guys kind of do is they kind of look to the other end while they're warming up, and then, you know, they make their layup, and they look at the other end, and they're sizing them up. Oh, man, I can take all those guys. I can take them. Oh, Steve. Oh, who's that guy? He looks pretty rough. Steve played pretty rough, too. You would want Steve on your team. Here, here's, a, here's a picture to kind of illustrate this just a little bit. Maybe, maybe you could feel like this with God. You could be a pipsqueak. You could be a little chihuahua, but we stand on the shoulders of the greatest and the mightiest God of all time. And because of that, because we are rooted in Him, not in our own power, not something in the flesh, but because we're rooted in Christ Jesus, because we put our faith in Him, then we will stand firm. And we will be a people who have courage and not fear. And when the winds come and the season of floods and the season of droughts and the heat and all of those things, you're going to find out where you're rooted. In fact, those around you, those that are in a relationship with you, your family, your friends, they're going to find out where you're rooted when the bad times come. 
when it amps up your prayer life. When the times come that, that you are really beginning to struggle, you're going to find out exactly the depth of your roots and how, how your roots can be in Christ Jesus. But we are rooted in courage and not fear. And the last one, we are rooted in trust and not anxiousness. Trust and not anxiousness. I want to go back to our passage, Jeremiah 17. Notice in verse 8. It says, he's planted like a tree that sends out its roots by the stream. Does not fear when heat comes. Not going to fear. For its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought. Not going to be anxious. Because it does not cease to bear fruit. We can even be fruit-bearing people in the time of drought. But it's because our roots are deeply rooted in our faith in Christ Jesus. In Psalm chapter 20, verses 6-8, through eight, it says this, Now I know that the Lord saves His anointed. He will answer Him from His holy heaven with the saving might of His right hand. You know, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Why? Why? Because we're going to trust in the name of the Lord our God. We're going to trust in Him. What did it say in verse 7? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And let's admit it. Even some of us have been Christians for a long time. We have probably gone through those days, or maybe even perhaps this season, where our trust was not in the Lord. Our trust wasn't in the Lord. Our trust was in things that we had control over. There are many people today in the United States, I think, trust in their bank account. Trust in their 401k. Trust in their stocks and bonds. Some of them trust in their position. They're in a position of power. Some type of authority. They put their trust in their ability to make good decisions. Or to exert themselves in certain situations. Some trust in just the physical conditions of their life. They just feel like, hey, life is swell. Life is easy right now. But we need to be rooted in trust in the Lord and to not be anxious. You say, why? Why can people get through life? Why can people get through a diagnosis that they don't like? Why can people get through a time of financial hardship? Why and how do people make it? When, when we hear of their circumstances and we have pity on them, we're like, man, we've got to amp up prayer for this person. Their life is in shambles. It is, it is all coming together. It's so negative in their life right now. They're going through so much right now. We really need to lift them up in prayer. And yet, they seem like they're handling everything just fine. Check out the root system. Where are they putting their faith? Where are they putting their trust? And you look at him and you say, they have such courage. It comes from their relationship with the Lord because they are deeply rooted in him. Because when life happens, only the rooted stand. You see, roots are essential for a tree to have life. And likewise, as humans, a connection to Christ is a necessity if we're to have a spiritual life or even have any hope of an eternal life in heaven with Jesus Christ. And just as plants exhibit signs of life depending on the health of their roots, 
So we can exhibit Christ-like qualities if we draw our nourishment from Him and His teachings because of our roots and our faith that are deeply in Him. So let's get, let's get really real this morning for a minute. Are you rooted in Christ Jesus? Have you stood the tests of life without Him and seen some poor results and seen the struggle and seen the pain and see the lack of hope? Are you fully surrendered to Him and do you really trust Him? Like really trust Him. Though no matter what comes your way, you and Jesus, you've got this. Because He is your foundation, because He is your system of roots, and He is the one that's going to get you through. That you're not going to depend on something with your own power or your own way, but you're actually going to depend on Him. I was reminded of this several years ago. I went on a hospital call to a couple, an older couple there in their 70s or 80s. And I'll never forget going up there because uh, the, the husband had a surgery and through complications from the surgery had, had developed pneumonia, fluid in the lungs, and, and just seemed to be really struggling. And it was kind of to that point in time, uh, and you know if you've had a family member do this or if you're a doctor or nurse, you've, you've seen this before, where it's kind of like this is the crossroads. They're either going to go up or down from here. They're either going to get better or they're going to get worse and pass away. And it was kind of that time. I got a call and I, I'd known these people for, for many, many years. And, and so I went up to the hospital. And I remember walking into the room and expecting this is going to be a sad time. Your wife's going to be in tears. The husband's on, on, so heavily medicated on, you know, he's got breathing, you know, machine on and all the stuff that, you know, he was kind of in and out of it while I was there. But, but the, the wife, you know, she was there and I expected there to be some tears. I expected there to be some concern. And so I walk into the room and I'm there to give, you know, comfort and encouragement and stuff. And you would be surprised how many times I walk into a room to give comfort and encouragement and I walk out with comfort and encouragement from the people in there. It's because of their faith. It's because they're rooted. And as I sat down with the wife and began to talk, and I think she knew where I was going, and she said, Eric, you know, she said, we've been married for, you know, 50, 60 years. She said, we put our faith in Jesus in our early 20s. She's like, we've trusted God our whole life. She's like, we're going to trust him now. She's like, we've already had this talk together. That whether he gets better and I have more time with him here, which I would love, or whether the Lord through this process decides to take his life, we know his eternal resting place. And so either way, we're okay with that. How does somebody say that? Without hysterics. Without tears. It's not because she didn't love him or didn't want more time with him. It's just because her faith was in the Lord. If you peeled back and you started to dig down in their soil, you'd find these roots. Through all of these years of faith in God, these roots that had grown deep, 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 deep. The scriptures that they hung on to, the prayers that they had prayed, that they'd seen God answer in miraculous ways for all of these years. It didn't matter. What happened to her husband? She was going to get through it because her faith was deeply rooted in the Lord. Something's going to happen in your life. And it's going to be hard. And you're going to feel like, man, I'm in a drought. It is, I am dry right now. 
man, that sun is beating me up right now. It's so hot. Man, the wind comes. The hail has been pelting me. It just seems like every week it's something else. And you're going to go through that season in your life. What's going to make sure that you stand? That you don't end up like a, a tree that's growing sideways. How are you going to make it through? You're going to find out. You need the Lord. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ and believing and putting your faith in a holy and a mighty God is the only way to live your life in this world and come out unscathed. Not saying it's going to be easy. Not saying you're never going to have a problem or an issue or a trial. But know that God is walking you through it and never leaves you and never forsakes you. And as you go through those times in life and you lean on the word and you lean on prayer, you find out, man, I think I can stand firm. Not only that, I feel blessed because I'm not trusting in something else. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord.